everyone. Welcome to Let's Celebrate. This is a weekly movie review podcast. Each episode, we take a look at movies of 20 years ago. We hope you enjoy our show and encourage you to participate in discussion on social media or email about the episode or any episode you've listened to. If you enjoy listening to our show, then drop us a review over at iTunes or on your favorite podcast app and share your favorite episodes with your friends. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. And Ryan's looking up... What um, Tara Reid hosted? What what show Tara Reid hosted? We he thinks it's Wild on. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't it, Wild. It, Who was Wild on? Um, Jules Asner. She's married to. Um, oh, that girl. Yeah, she's married to Steven her. Soderbergh now. Yeah, I remember her. Okay, so in case you all wanted to know how this episode's gonna go, yeah, that's how it's the, gonna go. That's the answer. Wild <laughs> on Tara. Okay. Oh, also known as Terradice. Paradise. Now mm-hmm. I'm done. We're turning this podcast off right now. Yep. Yeah, so 2005 to 2006. So it was okay. after this. That, that's what we were wondering if she kind of lost her mind more before or after this movie. So it was after. So it was after this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have survived our first test of whether or not we were going to continue this in that yep. Ryan was gone for a couple of days mm-hmm. and we're still doing this today. Um, the next test will come in two weeks uh-huh. when I'm gone for the whole weekend. Yeah. Because um, my first game is at eight in the morning, and I have so I'll be in Terre Haute on Friday night, Saturday, and then Sunday. His room is one thirteen in the. Um, I don't know if we Hampton uh, Inn. Anybody want to come to a key party? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I probably shouldn't do that with a bunch of like twelve year old girls. I was say you're, you're coaching girls, yeah. so. Um. So yeah, so this week we watched. Um, Josie and the Pussycats. And uh, spoiler alert for for those who didn't know us, neither one of us have ever seen this movie until now. Nope, never saw this one before, and I've seen a lot of movies. Yeah, so that says something. And I I never saw it. I never cared to watch it. Mm -hmm. Um, And this also came out when we were like 20, 22. It it, it missed us. Yeah, we weren't the demographic for this movie. No, but now tell me, tell tell them through that that microphone right there. Mm-hmm. Tell them what you told me about the people you know who either like or don't like this movie. Yeah, it's there's just it's you're on one track or another. You either hate this movie and think it's the dumbest thing in the world, mm-hmm. or you think it's uh, secretly brilliant. And I think I've made up my mind after watching this movie. Yeah, um, I think. Honestly, spoiler for the rest of the episode, I'm team ride or die this movie. Yeah, I'm, you know, I don't know if it's brilliant, but I think it's, I know it's not stupid. I think it's smarter than some people give it credit for. I think this is a movie that, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not a movie that is going to go down on on, on 100 greatest movies of all time. (laughs) Josie and the Pussycats, number 72. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not. It knocks Citizen Kane off. Yeah. (laughs) It goes um, Vertigo, number three, Citizen Kane, number two, Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah. Um, No, it's not going to do that. But honestly, I started this movie out, and I just sat there, and I went, this is going to be dumb. Mm -hmm. I know this is going to be dumb. And then half an hour into the movie, only half an hour into the movie, I started questioning that. And I started going, hang on a minute. Is this movie dumb? And by the end, I was like, I really, really liked this movie. Yeah. Well, like, like I was kind of into it from the very beginning when Seth Green, Donald Faison, um, the, uh, like, Seth Green's uh, friend. Uh, I what's can't... his name? Um, he's he on in, some other shows. He was in Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah. 
He was on Franklin and Bash on TNT there for yeah. a while. What um, was his name? I'm oh, Brendan Bre- uh, Brendan um, Fraser. No, no, not Brendan Fraser. Breckin Meyer. Breckin Meyer. Yeah. Breckin Meyer. And then a fourth guy. We have no idea <laughs> no, what it is. No clue who that guy was. But that so and that ties into the whole thing. Like when the movie starts, it hits you with late '90s, early 2000s. early 2000s. I mean, oh. yeah, it does. So. And that fits the boy bands perfectly because you had three guys you knew and one you're like, I don't know who that guy is. Yeah, or you're like, eh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, that guy is the skeezy one. So uh, what did the box office look like? Are, are you looking that up now? I'm looking it up, but I'm having trouble. <laughs> we, we should have prepared better. <laughs> um, no, it was... Let's see. I, oh, I know it didn't do well. Well, no. I mean, overall, this movie costs $39 million to make. And it only made its gross that it made worldwide was fourteen million. Yeah, I like international. It made five hundred ninety-five thousand yeah. dollars. So yeah, no, this wasn't a fantastic movie. Um, but you know, it it actually this is one of the weird movies though. Get this. So the week before this movie was ranked sixteenth, and it climbed to seventh this week. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those movies that actually went up. Yeah, after a couple weeks. I don't know why. I really don't, honestly. And I'm not knocking it. I, I, don't, I don't know why it started to go up. Like, it it debuted the week before at 16. And from 16, it goes up to 7. Well, is it, like, the week of because it's opened, like, on a Wednesday or something? I don't know. Did it? I don't, I don't remember. Box Office Mojo kind of sucks now. Yeah, it used to be a little bit better than this. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a giant bomb. Yeah, it was. But looking back on it. It really shouldn't have been. No, it, it, I don't know if I'd call it a, in front of its time, but no. the people that it was appealing to weren't in on the joke because they liked this stuff, you know? Yeah, I think, and 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 this could get some. This could get to a point later in the podcast where we talk about does it hold up well today? Yeah, and I, I think that's an interesting thought. Um, honestly, it wasn't up against anything anyway. I mean, this week. The only movie that came out was Bridget Jones's Diary, uh-huh. so which we actually had that on the list this week, and we looked at that and went, "Fuck that!" Yeah, it's like and I've seen it. There's so not much to Josie. talk about, so yeah. So we we chose Josie. We should we decided to do Josie. You know, if you look at the box office, though, Spy Kids and Along Came a Spider still up there. Blow still sitting up. Blow in the top did five. better than Josie and the Pussycats, and it's been out for a week. Joe Dirt. Joe Joe Dirt sitting way up there, number the, five. Um, comedy legend of Joe Dirt. <laughs> it did even better than Josie and the Pussycats the first week. So it's not one of those that did okay and then cratered. It just didn't do well and then did worse. Yeah, and then Kingdom Come was up there. I don't, I don't even know what movie. that is. I don't know what that is. Let's see. It says, A group of old family members bands together when a despicable family member thankfully expires. Okay. Who, who stars in this? I don't even know. Oh, here we go. Oh, I got that. See, it takes you to IMDb Pro now. I don't have IMDb Pro. Yeah. Um, Box Office Mojo, why did you have to do this to yeah, us? Yeah, you suck. Um, so the plot synopsis... There's not much to it. I mean, it's just... So this was the turn of the century, and this is when... Britney Spears, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. All of them were huge. All those were huge. And even, like, I always, because I teach, um, like, film production, and we always mm-hmm. get into music, and I tell my students, because at this time, we were both 
early 20s. And I said, everybody stops listening to music at a certain time. Mine was 99. This is mine. When, you know. Before this. Yeah, when, like, NSYNC came about and everything. Like, And, like, I like them more now as an older. Yeah. Like, their music was pretty good. But what really stopped me was when Rock became Limp Biscuit. I'm like. Yes. I think I'm out. Yeah. This isn't my thing. Well, I still turn on. I mean, like. When I turn on music in the car, which I, I mostly listen to podcasts, I will admit, but when mm-hmm. I turn on music in the car, it's the 90s channels. Yeah. 90s and 80s, but specifically 90s. Because once boy bands and Britney Spears and all that came along, that was kind of the end for me. I was kind of yeah. like, I'm out. I'm checking out now. Exactly. And I'll still like I'll still buy the new Foo Fighters album. But... Some of that stuff was still good, mm-hmm. but that's the general time I checked yeah. out. So I'll still buy the new stuff of them. I just won't get really much new stuff. And yeah. You and I talked about this off mic a little bit ago that I saw the Linkin Park, their second album was 18 years ago. And for me, Linkin Park is a quote unquote That's new, a new band. Group. Yeah, a new group, a new band. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, man, no, my new band is now like 20 years old. So Yeah, no, I know how my, like, I think I'm beginning to understand how my dad felt when I was making fun of like Merle Haggard and yeah. Jim Reeves. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, my own daughter was sitting there like, and she, she actually knows a couple of the songs. And I was like, how do you know these like '90s songs? She's like, "Oh, these are the oldies," and I'm like, "Shut up!" Yeah, exactly. Just get out of the car right now. Um, but, but you're right. It's it's the turn of the century. The uh-huh. the bands are changing, uh-huh. and that's where that first band just hits you right off the bat. That's that was the end of the '90s. Yeah, I mean, like they were such good Backstreet Boys because they're even at like in front of the private jet. The like, jet, yeah. The one video I don't was. Yeah, that was. I think don't. Keep playing games with my heart or something like that. Maybe. And in this podcast, two middle-aged guys <laughs> try to remember boy bands. <laughs> that was... I know which one you're talking about, because they pull up in the limo, and they uh-huh. get out, and they dance, yeah. and it's all... Whatever. Keep, keep playing games with my heart. Keep playing Is that, games no, no. with my... No, no. Stop playing games? Stop playing games with my heart. <laughs> it's, it's something with my heart. Somebody out there will scream. Somebody out there right now is screaming. Yeah. Um, and how many boy bands can we... <laughs> members can we name? I got Timberlake. No, no. Tone. But they're in, that's in sync. Uh, but I'm just saying, oh, how okay. many boy band members okay. can we? Oh, well, I don't think I could do it. No, um, Carter, Nick Carter. Nick was Carter in. was in one. Mm-hmm. I know one of the guys was named AJ. Yeah, I don't know what his name I think was. Think that was in sync. No, no, no. And AJ was a Backstreet Boy. Oh, okay. Wasn't there one Jordan Knight? Wasn't he in? One? Wasn't Jordan Knight? Uh, or is that New Kids, Kids on the Block? <laughs> 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 it's one of those. You know, they're all the same. It wasn't there. Um, Oh, uh, he dated like, um, oh God, what's her name? Crap. <laughs> there were too many blonde singers at the time. Jessica, Sim- Jessica, Jessica Simpson? Simpson? No, that was 98 Degrees. That okay. was Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey, that's right. He was in 98 Degrees. You're right. Never mind. That, that's like second degree. By the stuff. way, if you aren't someone who's old enough to remember the 90s, you're currently sitting there going, I don't have a fucking clue what's going on right now. <laughs> Neither do we, but yeah. Um... J.C. Chazet was in yeah, one of them. Yeah, he was in one of them. I think he was in NSYNC. Yeah. I, I think I like NSYNC a little bit more. I don't know. Backstreet Boys were okay. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but, like, it's funny because now that I'm older, I can be like, this has got a good beat to it. But, like, at the time, like, boy bands are the, <laughs> are like, the devil. Are the devil. <laughs> TRL is selling out what was, you know, art and music. And then I, I was there like, no, it was just already sold out. Because you look at the 80s. Oh, and, it was just bad in the mm-hmm. 80s. Yeah, and those earlier and, '90s bands that we liked—if we look back on them right now—it was the same. Yeah, most I of still them. like them, and I'll still I'll still fight you over bands yeah. like Aerosmith, but yeah, you know, it was the same stuff. Yeah, but that's what this movie's about. It's just about you know the TRL of this world, <laughs> and um, 
It's got... Alan, By the way, TRL, for those of you who don't know what it is. It's called Total Request Live, and pretty much what it was is there's two hours a day where MTV yep. still played music. Yep. And if you were like a 12-year-old girl... You could call in. You would call in or... Could you vote online in that time? I think Did they, was, I think you could get on like America Online chat room. Yeah, too, I think you could get on like America Online or maybe CompuServe or something. <laughs> With your Netscape browser. Yeah, and you could vote for it and um, whoever won, like it was a countdown and people would literally get mad at each other because... Oh, they took this seriously. Yeah, because like Britney Spears was only number two and got beat by like someone, Christina Aguilera, and then the... Britney Spears heads out there would get really mad. Yeah, they would. It was like, this was a big, this was, so think of, I don't know, I don't even know what the controversies of today would be the same as. This was like national stop the press's mm. news kind of stuff. And then like all the edgy, like young boys would be like, I hate all this. Then they'd be the ones. I want to listen to Rush. Yeah. No, <laughs> they'd be the ones voting for like Limp Biscuit or Yeah. Corn. Oh God. Limp so Biscuit. it'd be like. Um, I have told Brie if she gets into a car and anyone's playing the oldies of Limp Biscuit to get right back out. Rolling, 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 rolling. No, she gets out of the car. That's not allowed. Yeah. But yeah, it would be so weird because it'd be like. Backstreet Boys and then an NSYNC song and then Freak on a Leash by Korn. Yeah. It was, you can always tell when the boys finally started to vote. Yeah. Although I got to admit, that video for Freak on the Leash was that pretty That was awesome. actually pretty good. I will admit that. But that's what this movie's about. And it's got Alan Cumming as a... Um, and this has got a low-key great cast to it. Honestly, it does. It really Alan, does. Alan Cumming is the ba- band manager. And the movie starts out that... He's with this like boy band, and they're yeah. fighting about the monkey on the plane, and it's a all literal these, monkey. Yeah, and it's these famous guys that you know people our age know because we remember like Robot Chicken and Scrubs sure. and you know Idle Hands or Buffy or whatever you know them from. Yeah, we know them from that. At this point, they were probably trying to launch their careers. Yeah, but we know them from uh-huh. other things. But um, yeah, so like they're like. We hear something in our song, and then... What is this? Alan Cumming goes to the pilot, and what does he say? <laughs> he said something like, it's time to do this, or, or some do something, and yeah, they no, just both put a parachute. It was some, like, code word for, like, a crashing of a plane. Oh, uh, when the levee breaks. Yeah. Which is all, of, you know, from American yeah. Pie, which is about <laughs> I think the big the, bopper dying. Yeah, he, I so. think he said something like, the levee's broken. He or drove levee. the Chevy to the levee, or something. Yeah. yeah, it's from American Pie, which is about that. <laughs> and they just put on parachutes and jump out of the plane. Yeah, so, like, um, because this group is controlling the kids that listen to all this and tell them which we didn't know at this point yeah and so they have to find another one and he ends up in riverdale which confused my daughter like i watched this with my because she's uh, thinking sabrina and yeah she's like why are they in riverdale i'm like well it's an archie comic yeah and she's like they're i'm like yeah they're actually in the josie the butcher cats is in archie Mm -hmm. yeah so like they end up in riverdale and i mean like Again, this is a dumb movie, but he's like, where am I going to find it? And they just walk across the street. Yeah, they're like right there. Time. Holding their instruments. Holding their instruments and their cat ears. Yeah. And he's like, there you are. And he, and he immediately offers them a record contract. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't even hear them. But also, this um, album, like the music in this, really damn good. Very I catchy. Was, I was kind of surprised. I'm starting to wonder if they subliminally advertised inside the movie itself yeah. to us. Because I was tapping my foot along. I'm yeah, going, I, I, I mean, kind of like this music. I'm pretty sure it was the lead singer from Letters to Cleo. And I remember Maybe. her from the 90s. So it was a group I liked. But yeah, the music was actually really good. So yeah. yeah. Doesn't hear the group. And like it's three of them. It's, um, <laughs> it's um, Rachel, Rachel Lee, Lee Cook, Cook, Rosario Dawson. And Tara Reed. And Tara Reed. Who, we were talking before this off mic, 
we are 95% certain Tara Reid just didn't act. Yeah. They brought her on set and said, okay, Tara, you just go over there and be yourself. <laughs> yeah, because she's like the ditzy, dumb oh, drummer. God. Rosario Dawson is the one that doesn't trust anybody, and she's the bassist. And uh, Rachel Lee Cook's the singer. Cook is Josie, who you know yep. is the singer and guitar player. So, <clears throat> yep. um, so they become this big band, and um, behind the scenes, it's um, Alan Cumming, and then the head of the company is... Um, you know, this just says it's the late nineties, early two thousands. Parker Posey, you it know, was. indie queen of the decade, shows up and she is um playing the evil record exec that is like selling it to the government now to control them. Or is she selling it with the government or is she just working with the government? I don't know. She, I, think I think she's she... trying to sell it to them too. Because she brought in a lot of other foreign dignitaries at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so... I think you might be selling to like the highest bidder, so to mm-hmm. speak. Now you know what's interesting about her character? When I saw her at first, my first thought was, oh my god, is that Elizabeth Banks basically pre-playing yeah. from Hunger Games? Because mm-hmm. it's a very similar character. Elizabeth Obviously, Banks not, is but... just the present-day version of Parker Posey. Yeah, more or less. You're right. Um, but yeah, so they're they're basically putting subliminal tracks and advertising behind the track. Mm-hmm. And it, it's getting them to buy everything from Big Macs to shoes to... And just the Orange colors. is the new yeah. pink and... You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And you actually see it going on before you realize what's happening. Yeah. And the movie is also, I think, smart because every scene in this movie is just plastered with logos. Oh, it is. Everywhere. Like, there's so much Target bullseye in this movie Yeah, that it's insane. And I looked it up. I'm like, they didn't make any money because they just put it on there. Which I'm like, I don't know. I think it would have been smarter to like be rallying against capitalist society. But like behind the scenes to be like, Target, Million dollars. I'll put you in the movie. Yeah. Well, and then, like, there was a shower where she's in the shower, and, and like, all the little shower tiles have the McDonald's M yeah. on it. And, like, it's not it's not subtle very much. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that's the one problem, because they're trying to say all this stuff, but it's not, like, kind of, like, hitting you in the rib with, like, your elbow, like, eh, eh. They're, like, pushing you over and kicking well, you and being like, funny, funny. I think, like, for example, had what they could have done to make that better and, and prove that point better is for the shower scene, they could have just left all the M's on the stuff. Because mm-hmm. that was kind of like, is that what I'm seeing? I mean, at that point, you knew what you were seeing. Yeah. But then when she opened, she opened the shower door and it says Big McDonald's on it. They yeah. could have left that off. Yeah. And just <laughs> had you sitting there thinking about, was that the arches I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. And it was, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, so they're talking about all this consumer stuff, and it was one of those things that it feels like there's three good things and then one, like, really bad because they give Parker Posey a speech impediment for no I don't know why reason. they did that. And I looked it up because I'm like, why'd they do this? Apparently, the original one was she's supposed to be, like, fat, like they did in, like, Dodgeball and other stuff. And so she, But like, Parker Posey weight? was like, no, I want to have a speech impediment instead. Oh. Because every once in a while in the because I read that and then like in the script you could tell her where she's like well I didn't eat so I'm like I think they forgot to take that stuff out yeah. when they changed it yeah you might be right but yeah they um gave her a speech impediment for no reason so that one wasn't that good but um it also becomes kind of the cliche they get big and then they break up even though the three of them say they'll never break up because um 
Rachel Lee Cook gets subliminally hacked herself, basically. Yeah, they're, she's listening to the song, and they're pretty much saying they're not good enough for you, and you're the best, and why do you need them? And then the best scene happens when the other two go to TRL. Oh, that's the that's the okay. <laughs> that's Carson the scene Daly, in the movie. And Carson Daly tries to kill them. They get a big fight with Carson Daly trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. That was great. Where I guess that's where Terry and Carson Daly met too. Yeah, probably right. Yeah. Wow. So, no, I, lo- I read I read that up. So you know that's where they almost got married from. So well, that's. Kind of unfortunate for Carson Daly. Yeah, so, but that was, I mean, that was a funny scene because he's got a baseball bat and he's still kind of flirting with her. <laughs> he is, and, and like, she's flirting back. Uh-huh. But, I mean, like, it's such a funny scene because they're there and, like, it's at TRL, but it's a really badly, like, made fake <laughs> TRL set. <laughs> the TV is just a piece of cardboard with, with masking tape on yeah. it. It was so, awesome. Yeah. So you have that, and then at the end of the movie, you figure out that it's this big conspiracy because yep. everybody has to, to see this concert of Josie and like through 3D glasses yeah, basically. but I love this one scene there's a scene in it where it's like montage of them getting really famous and they're yeah. you know it just shows them going up the billboard charts and mm-hmm. up and up and up and they're getting so famous and then it ends and um, they're like <laughs> don't you think, don't you think weird it's weird this happened in a day <laughs> yeah in a day and you're just kind of going what yeah so like <laughs> stuff like that like okay this it's dumb but kind of smart dumb yeah I also like, you know, you mentioned the comics, that it actually was a comic, too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's her name was on Missy the... Missy Pyle? Yeah. She was on the plane, and the, and, and Josie's like, why... She she said something, and Josie's like, why are you even here? And she goes, I don't know, because I am in the comics? Yeah. Yeah, she was very pointless character. <laughs> she really was. Her and the, like, their manager, too. He had oh, nothing yeah. to do. No, he had nothing to do. But I do kind of Actually, wonder... Actually, the, the boy, the love interest, too. Oh, he showed what up at the beginning point? and the end. Yeah. That was it. They could have done away with him, and it wouldn't have changed the movie at all. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have changed the movie at all, because, like, uh, my daughter's like, why is he in this? I'm like, I think he's supposed to be the love interest, but you can tell they don't care about this story at all. No, they're just going straight with the three of them. Yeah, because then, like, he has the... He... For some reason, he's with them, and then all of a sudden, he's just in Los Angeles, and he becomes he popular. He becomes something else. And, like, uh, yeah. uh, they're like, oh, From- come see us. Come see me play. And Rachel Lee Cook was supposed to see him, but then she gets hypnotized but they never really go back to that everything is just kind of better at the end yeah and <laughs> that's one of the interesting things with the exception of the three of them where that conflict does actually get resolved uh-huh. the conflicts don't get resolved no it's just at the end everything is now better yeah so <laughs> like everybody's got these um josie ears on and the 3d goggles because that's the best way to um mm-hmm. brainwash them but then like it was kind of a cop out at the end because then you find out that what the person was going to do is Parker Posey's character. It just wanted everybody to find her fun. Find her cool. Uh-huh. That's all she wanted from the whole thing. And, and one of those things that they have a resolution that never gets done is like Alan Cummings like, remember me from high school? And he takes they were, off his wig. And they were like from the same high school and they yeah. have this love interest. And then they get arrested though. Yeah. They're like, well, that was. That was the end of that. Pointless. They were both high school like um, rejects. Yeah. Miscat. Yeah. Mis- miscreants and outcasts and everything so <laughs> and then josie and the pussycats live happily ever after yeah. they play the concert and people i guess like them like anyway them she's like because she gets up there and she goes you know i don't care if you like the song or not i'm writing it and i hope you like it but don't like it because i'm telling you to like it yeah just like <laughs> it because you like it and, and then they all start cheering anyway everybody's like, like oh okay yay it was it was kind of weird, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm still mm-hmm. I, like I found that, this to that be good. Scene, they should have just all been confused because they don't know what to think. Yeah, 
Because like, some they've been of them should be like, the whole time. Yeah, you know, everybody's just about ready to clap and stop. They're like, should I clap? And one person claps and everybody claps. Yeah, it's something like that. Because, yeah. you know, the whole thing's just about them being like sheep and following whatever's yeah. popular and everything. It was, honestly, it was a weird movie. Uh-huh. But I liked it a yeah. lot. I, I think I actually liked it, you know. Because what I, we said the week before with Blow is do something, anything different. Don't just be the well, same thing. And this movie <laughs> did that. And I actually made this comment to you about it. That this movie at the very end had more violence than a movie about a cocaine dealer. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they fight there at the end, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's what that's what, one of the things we talked about was missing out of Blow was there's no real. Well, I think they killed Carson Daly too. No, he shows no, up at the end. No, he shows up at the end. He just got the shit kicked out of him. Yeah, because uh, she hits him with like a prop or something and knocks yeah, and him off falls, the stage. Yeah, he falls off the stage. Yeah, but you know, you're right. This was just a movie that was. It was just they took they took a concept and they ran with it. Yeah, and it they was just, fun. They just did something different with it because yeah. it wasn't you know you could have gone easily and made a Josie and the Pussycats and gotten good music and made it a oh, typical yeah. teen movie, but at least they didn't. No, they didn't, and I like that they didn't. Yeah, was it a hundred percent successful? No, no, not was, at all. It was still stupid. Well, and and but it was still it had that layer of smart on it too. You're right, and. I kind of wonder, sitting here in my 40s, would I have enjoyed that movie in my 20s? I probably wouldn't no, have. No, I, I would have hated it. Because I was not into that culture at the time. Mm-hmm. And now here in my 40s, I'm still not into that culture, don't get me wrong, but I remember all that time, mm-hmm. and I picked up on what was going on in this movie. Again, I'm not saying this was a smart movie. It's not like, oh, I get it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I pick up on it, and I, I enjoyed the movie a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have liked it at 20. Yeah. You know, like... A weird ranking for me, it'd go below the original Wayne's World movie, mm-hmm. but probably a little ahead of the Airheads movie. Yeah, that's, that's probably true if you're putting it in music movies. Yeah, because like all three of those movies are saying the same thing. Because Josie and the Pussycats, they might have, you know, been the only like girly pop kind of one sure. to really be going. But they all said the same thing. Commercialism, but yeah, that's all of that's all music comedies is. Screw the man. We have to have our real music out there. We yeah. got to be listened to. How about UHF? <laughs> that's, in a, that's in a category that's, on its own. Yeah, no. that's UHF is kind of the slap shot of sports <laughs> movies. You know, UHF is, the, is uh-huh. the slap shot of music movies. I don't even know if it's a music movie. I don't think movie. it's a music movie anyway. It's just more like a radio movie. It's like Kentucky Fried Movie, but yeah. with <laughs> that weird Al Yankovic. Weird. Um, so yeah, I mean that's my thought on the film. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I said this before, and I'll say it again. I think this was the surprise of our first part of the year. Yeah. I didn't expect this. Yeah, and like I said, it's not great. But our big problem with Blow was it was just trying to be Goodfellas. Yeah, it was trying to be Boogie Nights. It was trying to be all these movies that have come before. And they're like, okay, what Goodfellas did is part A. You do this. Okay, we gotta put that. <clears throat> okay, we gotta have. This kind of actor. Okay, we got that actor. You know, it was just, here's the template. Let's put our own stuff in. This, it, there's no template for the movie. I mean, you're battling Carson Daly on a TRL set (laughs) and Parker Posey's doing weird things and she's got the weird outfits and then like the music's good, but it's just, yeah, it's just, they took all these ideas and put them in a blender it didn't come out well. It came out well enough for me now. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it was good, but, I mean, like, it's not... It didn't fully form into anything 
but you watch it and you're like, these pieces are really fun. Yeah. So, does it hold up today? I, I mean, think so. I think so. And I'm, I'm going to tie two of these together. What it, does it hold up with what it do well today? And here's what I mean. I honestly think it would do better than this today. Yeah. Because people from our generation would go watch this and be yeah. this would be almost like a nostalgic piece. Yeah. We'd now, be able to watch this and, and you'd laugh have at to it. you'd have to say it at the same time. Like if you oh, made yeah. it no. today and tried to like talk about today's music, I no. don't think you could. You have to watch Josie. This has to be this movie mm-hmm. released in the movie theaters today. I think you'd do fine. Yeah. Because you'd get people like us in our forties looking back on this being like, Oh my god, I remember that. No, this wouldn't be released in the theaters though. This would be straight on Netflix. This or would be HBO a Netflix Max. movie. Yeah. yeah. This would be a total Netflix movie that you know, they would really, or an Amazon movie or something like that, where they'd hype yeah. up the, you know, it's all about the 90s and everything. And yeah, my yeah. wife and I would turn it on on a Friday night because we're old and don't go out. Yeah. And we'd be like, that was fun. That was worth my night, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it and I thought, at the end of it, I thought, I, you know, like so many movies, you just want to escape for two hours. Yeah. That was an escape for two hours. Well, I think this movie's like 75 minutes long. It didn't feel very long. Yeah. I think it was an hour and a half, hour and 37 minutes or something like yeah. that. But With all the bloopers yeah. and credits and everything. But it was, it went quick. Yeah. It was good. It was, I didn't feel like I wasted my time at all. Yeah. But like, would I have wanted to spend like 10 bucks at the theater if, you know, theaters were open more than they are? I don't know. But like I said, if you throw it on Hulu, Amazon, Netflix, Disney yeah. Plus... Yeah, no, this would do well yeah, on a I'd streaming platform. I'm like, oh yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, this would do well on a streaming platform, if, especially with with people talking on social media. I mean, it was just a year ago. This is this is how crazy the, the freaking year has been. It was just a year ago that we were all talking on Facebook about Joe Exotic. Yeah, the good old Tiger King. And and now, so you know, you look at the power of social media. This movie would do well because people would be like, oh my gosh. This reminded me so much of when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody should watch this. Yeah. And I think it'd do well. I think you're right. Netflix would do well. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in a theater, but... Yeah, because it's not worth theater money for, but yeah, no. like, it's a fun Netflix well, streaming kind of movie. And, you know, I don't think, honestly, even if you even if you look at the inflation and everything else, this could be made on Netflix for less than $39 million, whatever that is today. Yeah, it... it Easily. I yeah. Mean, I don't, I mean, I'm not sure exactly where that all went. Probably the music rights. Well, and... I mean, even the music rights, they made their own music, so. Yeah. So they had to pay some people, but. Yeah. I mean, like they, like I said, it had a pretty good cast. Yeah. It, especially for the time, you know. Mm-hmm. I, Rosario Dawson. She it, wasn't that big yet. She but... wasn't big yet. But you look at these people who have become big from there. Yeah. I mean, Rachel Lee Cook was already big right then. Yeah, she was in She's All That and All That. Tara Reid stuff. was big right then. Mm-hmm. R- Rosario Dawson became big. Uh, Alan Cumming, he's I mean, always he, just kind of there. Yeah, he's not big. but Parker Posey. Parker Posey, everybody knew who Carson she was. Carson Daly. Um, you know, it's, it's just an interesting cast. Yeah. And it's not one I would necessarily think of to put together. Yeah, it's like, you know what I want to do? I want to put a movie with Parker Posey, Tara Reid, and Alan Cumming together. And let's do and let and let's just have the girls wear like the pussycat stuff, and mm-hmm. which obviously based off the comics. But so, <laughs> yeah, I think it holds up, and I think it would do well today. Yeah, on the right platform. Yeah. What was your favorite scene? Oh, it's the TRL, it's, it's the TRL scene. scene. Yeah, there, that, that there was the better scene. Yeah, I love that scene. I love the very first scene with the boy yep, band. Me those too. Are, those are my two because favorite scenes. I messaged you at the very beginning when when because it wasn't 
six minutes into the movie where they crash the plane and kill the boy band. Yeah. Now they don't. They I don't. I don't think they were all dead. No, no they they were all still they're all, alive. They're all still alive. But at the end, the one guy is the only one that shows up and no, comes the out other, on the other guys in the like. Yeah, but they're cast. all full yeah. body casted. You can't see their faces. Yeah. So they could have been anybody. Yeah, at that they're, point. they're stage hands. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so you think they're dead, but it was it wasn't seven minutes in that they kill him. But so that was a good scene. But I mean, it's a TRL scene. Yeah, uh, for the worst scene. I mean, just the stereotypical part where they all break up and they get sad because well, everybody's seen it thousands of times before, and they didn't yeah. say anything new. It no. wasn't. Here's mine, and it's it's the scene where her boyfriend is playing at the bar and tries to call her and can't get through. Yeah, and it's all set. I'm like. Again, I think it goes back to the point that he wasn't necessary, so that scene yeah. wasn't necessary. Well, I mean, just that whole part is just like, yeah. I've seen this in every scene. Any movie where that's, they're best friends and then they get break big, up. they're going to break up and then have a reunion. That's, that's one of the few cookie-cutter things they brought into this movie. Yeah, and I'm sure that the studio was like, we have to do, we this. Have to do this. We have to do this. This is what works. Uh-huh. It makes us millions and millions of dollars. Or, or six dollars. million. Or just <laughs> dollars. Yeah. It's going to make us dollars. Uh, who was the champion? I mean, there's a lot of good... There's a lot of good acting in this movie. <clears throat> I mean, like, Tara Reid was actually really kind of fun. She was good it. as herself. Yeah. So um, does that count as an acting? I don't know. Carson <laughs> Daly I found funny. Oh, he was hilarious. Because he's not really known as anything but kind of wooden, but he was, yeah. he used his woodenness in this really well. Yeah. The black I'm guy really... who, who shows up to pretend to be Carson Daly at first, yeah. and they're like, wow, TV really changes you. Yeah. <laughs> um... I don't know. Rachel Lee Cook was good. I might give it to Parker Posey because she knew what she was in and she acted and dressed accordingly. Because I she think did. she was like, I will do this movie if you let me pick my costumes. I I had thought about so many different characters. Alan Cumming, I can't give it to because Alan Cumming is always Alan Cumming. I mean, yeah. he's always good. And, and in a way, I think for me to give him like the MVP is... It's almost a it's almost a victim of his own quality as an actor because mm-hmm. he's always like that. I thought Rachel Lee Cook was good. I, Parker Posey was good. Mm-hmm. I don't know who to give it to because they were all yeah. really good. Like like I said, Parker Posey. She's like, I know what I'm in. Yeah, and I'm just gonna act like it. Like I'm just I said, do this. the speech thing was unneeded. That was and weird. Not funny. And I do kind of wonder now that you've mentioned it. Did she just say, I'm not doing the fat thing? Yeah. No. Because you're right. They did They did have that a couple lines in there where she's talking about eating. Mm-hmm. And, and clearly that wasn't her problem. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know who to give it to. I'd give it to Parker Posey or, or Rachel Lee Cook. The monkey. The monkey was good. He showed up at the end. Yeah. So In a, in a cast. He was good. Um, See, I don't know if I'd give it Rachel Lee Cook because she just had to lip sync and look hot. Which she did. Yeah. So, on so, both. Uh, I'm, I'm just going Parker Posey. That's fair. Um, who would you recast today to do this? See, I don't know because I'm too old, so I, I don't too. know young actresses. I don't either. <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm guessing that the main lead in the kissing booth, okay. she would be in one of the roles because she's like the big well, thing. I think I'm with you about being too old because... Sometimes I think about the young actresses, and it's like Amelia Clark, and I was like, "Oh, she's not really <laughs> yeah, she's young. She's thirty-five. Crap, you know." Yeah. Honestly, this probably would get YouTube and TikTok stars to be in it. Probably, and I'm not even. I don't know. Who I'm those not are. opening that Pandora's box because I don't know anything about them. So, or you'd get the stars that had just left Disney. Yeah, 
I don't know who those are. No. Nope. You know, 20 years, 15 years ago, I don't know how old she is. 15 years ago, it would have been a Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's not now. Yeah, we're too we're too old and our kids are now out of the yeah, watching I don't know the those Disney things. Channel original stuff. So I don't know who it would be today. Yeah. I honestly... I, Carly, you know she's 32. No, okay, yeah. Yeah, son <laughs> of a bitch. Well, and that's... This may be one of the few films that we have to sit here and go, I really don't know, because I don't know these actors. Elizabeth Banks in the Parker Posey role. Elizabeth Banks would be the Parker Posey role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I would certainly recast. Alan Cumming, I'd keep his Alan yeah, Cumming. Yeah, just keep Alan Cumming in it. Because <laughs> he just is. Yeah. Um... I can't keep Tara Reed because that's Tara Reed is not even Tara Reed anymore. No. Uh, no, like I said, um, the Josie characters, I don't know. I don't know. Or they just get the ones that play them on Riverdale. They could do that. Have you ever seen that show? No. I watched the first season because for some reason, I don't know why, because it wasn't like I went and got Archie comics, but I know the Archie lore somehow. Okay. That's weird. <clears throat> they made Riverdale. So they have all the characters, but they're not like the characters at all. There's like sex and violence, and like um, the first season, he like has an affair with Miss Weathersby. But that doesn't sound like the Archie comics I know. But do you remember Miss Weathersby? She was like no. the really old woman with a giant Adam's apple. Oh, that was her. Yeah, and they turned her into like a twenty-year-old like music student. Well, I mean, uh... <laughs> so I mean, I guess we can't judge too much. Look what they did to Sabrina. Yeah, well, they did that after this because they're like, yeah. that worked really well, so let's turn Sabrina into the cult. So what I'm waiting for is to make a Dennis the Menace show <laughs> where Dennis the Menace is actually God. a serial killer and um, Mr. Wilson is a retired, retired profiler oh. from the FBI and he knows <laughs> that Dennis is actually a serial killer, but nobody believes him. So it's a cat and mouse game between them. Hey, Netflix. Give us a call. Yeah, give me a call. But yeah, so anyway, like, Riverdale is weird now because it's like... Oh, it's all weird. Archie, but gritty. I, uh, and the guy that plays Archie could not act out of a paper bag. So how would you, how would then Josie fit into ri- the new Riverdale? They wouldn't fit into the new one, but like, Josie is actually in the oh, I know. TV show. But I'm saying, how would she fit into this new version of, this new Riverdale slash Sabrina slash... Pretty sure she, they'd be murdered I'm pretty the sure they'd episode. be murdered pretty yeah. quick, yeah. Or they would wind up being like a hard goth rock oh, yeah. band. Well, in the um, show, I'm pretty sure the mom of Josie is the mayor who's doing all these like shady underground deals with like the mafia and everything for real estate. Oh, well then. I, I guess there, there's a whole conspiracy about the syrup industry that's a big part <laughs> oh of the first my season. God. It's great. <laughs> I'm almost tempted to watch this now. Oh, there's there's like when you like find out who the bad guy is and like there's this whole big soliloquy about the dangers of the syrup industry. Wow. And I'm laughing so hard. I'm like, I know this isn't supposed to be funny. It's an enjoyable so, watch like, as a train wreck kind is of. Is this is this is this gonna offend our Canadian friends? <laughs> the syrup industry, you sons of bitches! Yeah. <laughs> How dare you impact our maple syrup industry? Now, like, I just watched the first season on Netflix, and I'm like, I'm good, so I don't oh. know if it got worse or better, or <clears throat> if it got better so it made it worse, so I don't know. But first season was interesting. Well, see, and that's kind of how I was with Sabrina, the the Chilling Axe chilling chilling, Sabrina. Yeah. I watched, like, the first two seasons, mm-hmm. and after that I went, eh, I'm done. Yeah. The first season I kind of enjoyed. The second season I was kind of like, this is... This isn't really all that good anymore. Yeah. And then I stopped watching. I mean, I know what happens in the end of it, but 
that was the end of it for me. But yeah, I think that's who they'd probably just cast the Josie people from that from the show. Yeah, just call it good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fine. It's a spinoff now, but in a totally different vein. Yeah. Um, So finally, would you pay to rent this movie? I mean, it's that's that's such a leading question anymore Mm -hmm. because so much is on streaming. Yeah. But let's just take streaming out. No, I'd probably just buy this. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. It's It's gonna be be cheap. cheap. Yeah. And my daughter really liked it because she likes movies like this. Um, like her favorite group is No Doubt, and because wow, she'd fit right into this movie. Then. Yeah, because like you know, we and I was the same way. Like I really thought the '60s was really cool when I was growing up because that's what my parents listened to. You know, I still think the Doors are really cool and the Beatles and all of that. So my daughter's the same way with No Doubt. She thinks they're the coolest group. She really likes Elastica, Letters to Cleo. She's all about the punk rock girl garbage. So she really liked this. So yeah, I'd probably just buy it and let her watch it like when she's tired of her Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be like, yeah, it would hit. I think the Pitch Perfect crew fan crew would really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, no, I would go ahead and buy it. Yeah. Like I said, streaming platforms. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, it is on HBO Max. If you have that, watch it. Mm-hmm. HBO Max is a great deal, guys. We're not getting paid by HBO Max, but I hope they hear this and will give it to me because I really actually do like HBO Max. I really like HBO Max. And I don't want to pay for it anymore. So HBO Max, it's worth it. You can watch Godzilla vs. Kong. At HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag HBO Max. What else can we do to get HBO Max to sponsor us? I don't know. I have an HBO Max shirt. We should. I'm going to make an HBO Max shirt and we'll wear it. There we go. <laughs> just the picture for this shouldn't be Josie and the Pussycats. HBO Max. It's just a logo for HBO Max. You know what, though? I think at this point HBO Max is sitting there going, we're not going to pay those assholes. They're just advertising for us for free. Yeah. But we'll keep selling out because we're keeping with the... Um, <laughs> we're in the theme. We're in the theme of Josie and the Pussycats. We will sell out and talk about HBO Max every week if you... you just. I just want a free subscription so I can stop paying for it. Yeah, you don't have to give us anything. Just free subscription and maybe some input on what movies come and go. Yeah. That's all I want. Because I think you're doing really well with your DC stuff. Stop so. taking the Batman movies on and off. Yeah. So that's what I was going to say. I think you're doing really well with your DC stuff, but it needs to stay. Mm-hmm. You, you need to stop taking it on and off. It needs to just be there. Um, honestly, that's what I have to say about this movie. It, looking ahead to the next two weeks, no. it's going to be rough. <laughs> but as you said, next week we should be fine. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing we have next week is the food truck thing. Yeah. Which will be fat, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Fatter, yeah. I guess. Uh, the next week is town and country and that's the week i'm gonna be gone we might have to do that like <laughs> see that that's during the, the week that's the one i don't know it's going to happen for two reasons number one no three reasons number one it's one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life <laughs> that says something yes and i have seen a lot of movies but not bad in an enjoyable way like this Street is Fighter a bad movie or jim cotta it's just really bad yeah so that's okay. number one number two you're gone yep and number three it's not on any streaming service, and I don't want to pay three bucks to rent this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to rent it. So we may actually change <laughs> that movie out. I don't know. But there's something really appealing about talking about a movie that had a budget of $90 million and made six. Yeah. But like I said, if it was on some sort of streaming... Maybe we could do it for free that way. Yeah. Is there, I, does, somebody, does somebody have it on YouTube? Maybe <laughs> for free? Look. I bet yeah. it's out there. Because I've got to look that up real quick. Like when I Who's was the lo- director here? Peter Chelsom is probably probably just heard us mention the movie and was like, "Holy shit, somebody wants to watch no, it! I'll like, give it we, to you." If we rent it, they're like, "Someone rented this." <laughs> the next day, a psychiatrist shows up at the house. Yeah, they're like, "Did Excuse you mean, us. did you mean to rent this?" Excuse us. Um, 
so yeah, but the thing is, is like that week in when I'm in when I'm in Terre Haute, it's it's gonna be like I got a game at eight, I got a game at twelve, and then my next game isn't until the next day at like ten thirty in the morning. So, so I'm gonna have a ton of time to sit down in my hotel room and, and go watch Town and Country. I'm gonna watch Town and Country. <laughs> then you're like, no, it's not worth the five dollars to rent. <laughs> so that's not that. It's gonna be a glowing endorsement of that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Honestly, I know we're doing Crocodile Dundee. Well, that's on Amazon Prime. I can I can watch that. Um. I like. No, I've it's seen only, it, so. Okay, it's oh. only three dollars to rent. Oh, Town Country is. Yeah, nine dollars to buy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. I would say one of us should just buy it. <laughs> no. Because, like, I have 500-some movies in my digital library. And we could add this one. But I would know that just stood out like a turd in a tunch- punch bowl. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so that one's going to be rough. So coming up, though, we do have Crocodile Dundee. Is that three? I think that's yeah, three, right? Crocodile three. Dundee 3 in L.A., which I've seen. Um then we have Town and Country. Then we actually have a couple. We actually have three in a row that I kind of am looking forward to. In yeah. The Mummy Returns, I like the Mummy movies. I'm going to be honest with you. A Knight's Tale, which we talked about. Wish it was better than it is, but mm-hmm. it's not horrible. And then Moulin Rouge, which, which it, I love. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I love so. Moulin Rouge. Yeah, the thing I figured out about 2001 is there's like three movies I absolutely adore from this year. Like some of it would probably be my top 25 of all time. And then the rest of it is shit. And the rest of it is just. Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee 3. Uh-huh. Town and Country. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's funny? I was looking up Town and Country. I was actually looking to see why it made so little. Mm-hmm. And somebody goes, well, it got put off and this and that and the other. And then I found it funnier now that I'm, I've am i waited this many years to watch it and this and that and the other. And I'm like, okay, these are not glowing recommendations yeah. of this movie. So. And this is, this is what it has on Apple uh-oh. for the synopsis of Town oh, and Country. Boy. A famous New York architect finds himself at one of life's crossroads. A nexus where twists and turns lead to myriad missteps, some with his wife Ellie, uh, others with longtime married friends Mona and Griffin. Deciding which direction to take leads um, to unexpected encounters with hilarious consequences for the hapless architect. Okay, that I I'm sorry, I, I fell asleep halfway through this first uh, the, the first word. Mm-hmm. That was that was not. That. And if you see the. Um, the poster it's like everybody in the movie like in nice clothes and then warren Beatty's outside with funny heart-shaped boxers because he's hanging from a window okay i you know what i'm really what in the hell (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay so i'm at the point now where i'm torn between we need to change this movie and we absolutely must watch this movie yeah and I don't know which one it is yet. So, but th- that's what's coming up. Next week, we do know is Crocodile Dundee. Yep. Because Ryan started to watch it and said, no, this is my day off. <laughs> I'm not wasting yeah. my day off. It was because my, I have a planning day and I got everything done with my day. So I was at home. My kids went back to work, back to school for that day. And it was the first time I had any free time, like in the house by myself. I'm like, okay, I watched Crocodile Dundee 3. I watched. 15 minutes i'm like i want to enjoy my freedom right now my like quiet so instead i like read because i'm like no this isn't what i want to do with this time now who would actually want to watch it 
but it'll be one of those movies I watch on my iPad when I'm going to sleep. Yeah, probably. I like I said, I've seen it. I saw that when you know the Crocodile Dundee movies were coming out and everything. Mm-hmm. And this is a bad movie. I'm not gonna lie, it's yeah. a bad movie. And I've blocked most of it, and that tells you something. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so that's what well, we have. No, it's out. always good when a movie that was popular in the '80s Comes makes a sequel in the you know 2000s. Yeah, yeah. So, what would be the equivalent now? What was something that was good in like the '90s mm-hmm. making a sequel now? American Pie. Oh God, yeah. American Actually, Pie. they did that a few years ago. But it wasn't with the same cast, was it? Was, it? It was? yeah. Oh, American well, Reunion. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It was, okay, it was okay. Um, See, the problem now is they don't let IP die like they used to. That's a good point. I mean, now there are 74 different movies for every shit movie out there. Yeah. Like I was about to say, maybe an Austin Powers, but no, they, they ran that into the ground beforehand. That was dead I'm trying to think of some movie that just had one good movie and then didn't have crappy sequels. What was it? On good? Golden Pond. <laughs> <laughs> um, Step Brothers. If they made a Step Brothers 2. Like right now. Like right now, they make another Step Brothers? Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that would be bad. That'd be about the right time. Because... And it'd be a horrible movie. Wedding Crashers 2. Wedding Crashers 1 wasn't great. <laughs> but but think <laughs> of it, like they're 20 years later and they're divorced. Because it, oh, you always have to get them back to the status yeah. quo of where they were. You're right. They're going back to crashing weddings again. Yeah, and they're like in their mid-50s. They're the guy from Wedding Singer who just hangs out at the bar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is a sad life There we go, Happy Gilmore 2. Oh my goodness! Wow, yeah, that 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 would be it. Happy Go More too. Oh boy, that hurt me physically. <laughs> yeah, because you know when there is twenty years in between the last sequel and the new one, it's probably not a good idea to bring it back. No, no, I agree. Uh, honestly, two years for Happy Gilmore was too much. They should never, ever, ever make a sequel to that movie. Mm-hmm. It was good. I enjoyed it, but don't. Yeah. Yeah. Wedding Singer 2, where now it takes place in, like, the 2000s. But there weren't wedding singers then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. He's just, Adam Sandler's really fat now, and he goes, okay, guys, here's your playlist, and he plugs in, like, a first-generation iPod. <laughs> yeah, he plugs in a Zune. A Zune. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, and that's... he weeps quietly in the corner. Oh, that's what we all do at weddings. It's it's a, um like, mumblecore movie. Oh, my. <laughs> Well, they could get, uh, you ever watch Letterkenny? Yeah. They could get the, the skids to come out and do, do a show. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. All right. Uh, well, that's all we have for this one. So, um, again. the Pussycats. Have you got HBO Max? Watch it. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it's fun. It's And also, HBO Max. <laughs> HBO Max. Yeah. HBO Max. It's the Maxist of the HBO. Yeah, it really is. So, with that, I'm Steve. And I'm Ryan. HBO Max. <laughs>